0: Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from
1: 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk Tonight we play the game of Beat Storm Dennis. We have managed to get reports from the Sports Village, Lowfields, Callan Road and the Magnus on the weekend's sport. We're going to tell you as ever what went right and what went wrong and what didn't happen. I'm Mick Bradley. He's Tony Smith. This is Radio Newark Sport and these are the headlines from the weekend. And a weekend off for Newark Town gave joint manager Tony Joyce the opportunity of a romantic weekend in Yorkshire. I'm told there's only one thing on his mind though, and that was the County Cup Maulin of Step 6 side Kimberley. Town's young lover is up next. Lowfields was a tad damp, and more than a tad windy. On Saturday, so all eyes now turn to tomorrow's, hopefully, County Cup quarterfinal against Eastwood. Craig Roach with the shipping forecast at 20 past 7. The Rugby Club's match at Long Eaton was an early casualty, but the seconds and thirds are obviously made of sterner stuff, and made with matches at Kedham Road and the Magnus, and victories over Kesteven and Boston, while Wardman with all the rugby gossip at 7.30. And the Hockey Ladies beat the Storm and took three points off Belper in possibly their best performance of the season. It's back-to-back victories and out of the relegation places. And to complete a good weekend, the men came back from South Nottingham with all three points in a seven-goal thriller. Pull off any at 7.45. And in semi-local football, or the only football I could find, defeats for both Grantham Town and against the Gainsborough Trinity on a bad Saturday for both of them. Grantham Town deep in relegation trouble now and they've played four matches more than the teams above them. And Safra Rugby Club were the only local side to play on Saturday and their victory at Moderns takes them to the summit of Division 3. All the news, all the gossip to come. But we do start on a very serious note, and in the last 10 minutes, flood warnings are now in force for Carlton-on-Trent, including Beck Cottage, Girton, Collingham, Main Street and Kaythorpe Road, near Moorfields Farm at Kaythorpe, Boat Lane, Gondleston Lane, Main Street in Hoveringham, and Shelford Manor. Please be very careful out there. The Trent is still rising. Newark and Sherwood Council have advised residents of Tony Lane Caravan Park to evacuate. The lorry park on the Great North Road near the Cattle Market Roundabout is available for residents with mobile accommodation to relocate on a temporary basis. And flood warnings very locally remain in place for the Sugar Beet Factory, Kelham Lane, Kelham Bridge. Properties along the Riverside of the Trent, Tony Lane and the Riverside Marinas, Fiskerton Field, Rolston Fields, Bleeds Bay, Boat Lane at me and Gunthorpe. Our radio car is out at Gunthorpe at the moment and they tell me the cars in the Unicorn Car Park are well underwater. Please, please, please be careful out there. It is very, very dangerous
2: yeah i I drove to Hucknall today um to pick up the programs for hopefully tomorrow night's match and um it was just like driving through the everglades unbelievable i've 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 lived in Newark for a third of a century now, and I've never seen anything like that absolutely horrific in national
1: news in national news, Amy hunt finished a fantastic fourth against the world's top sprinters. At the grand prix series in glasgow on saturday a okay. time of 60 for, for the 60 meter sprint was 7.36 seconds she normally does 200 tony as you know she was catching them <laughs> when they went through the 60 meter winning mark she was the fastest she was going faster than the others <laughs> no 40 meters she'd have won it she was brilliant <laughs> and that is in the
2: national news yeah, against the world's best uh, because that was what the meet at Glasgow attracted. Uh, that's just breathtaking. I mean, there's, there's there are no superlatives worthy of, of of that girl.
1: You remember the little girl that used to come in in here and was all very shy? Mm. She's on BBC and National Athletics websites and podcasts. Yeah. She's doing
2: brilliant.
1: But she's Absolutely she bro- She's still charming. She's still lovely.
2: Yeah, but I mean it's it's you know, we we, 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 we big we are big people up on, on, on this show because of what they've achieved locally and then they go on and do great stuff nationally and internationally. But the world when when this when you take on the world and whoop the world, wow <laughs> Okay,
1: where do you stand on Manchester City? Because in one corner They've been judged, sentenced by the same organisation, which is not really charged, judged and sentenced by the same organisation, which is, you know, not quite, I would have thought, the way it should be done. They probably have broke the rules, but the rules was made by the fourteen top European clubs, with a specific reason that nobody is gonna break into them. Mm. To break into that, you've got to spend the money at the beginning. Now, okay, if you buy your training ground at a super duper inflated price, it probably is wrong. But I don't know where I stand on
2: this, Tony. Where I stand on Manchester City is that um I loved the old Manchester City. When they went down to the old third division and they were waving the inflatable bananas around and they were still getting twenty eight thousand at Main Road every weekend. And uh they were singing where And we know we are. That was a brilliant football club. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. The new Manchester City have renovated
1: a slum area of Manchester and turned it into something that any city would be proud of. Their academy and the way they bring youngsters into football is second to none in the world. They conduct themselves like a proper football club a community football club because they've they've involved the community of manchester in it surely
2: that's got to be good but they're run by money and once you get money involved is it any business yeah but you once you get involved in that sort of money you can afford to pay for very very clever people who can manipulate rules
1: I would have thought they're going to employ the best listers in the world and they're going to take it to a a non-football body to judge and they'll win.
2: Yeah, because uh, there's been a great deal said about Manchester City being banned from European football for the next two years. They'll be in the Champions League next season, without a doubt, because they've got better lawyers than the leading football authorities can afford. They will be in the Champions League next season because the court of arbitration will probably be about five years away. Yeah, it's just, um, um you know, th- it's...
1: I'm, I'm not sure that you can be charged, um, uh, and found guilty and everything by the same body.
2: You know, it doesn't I, ring right. I, I've always wondered why there's only one monopolist commission. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, it doesn't seem right, does it? It's not. Right, are you going to make a phone call, please? Oh, go on then. For me, and uh, we'll do what, um,
1: we like doing on this show, and that's talking local... Sport. and of course we always start off with newark town and um what probably is the best performance in the modern day newark town era tony's going to tell us about that he, he got that excited by it he had to go away on this romantic weekend so, um, we'll find out about the romantic weekend, and we'll also, assuming he's got back, he don't seem to be answering the phone, so, uh, he's probably not got back from his romantic weekend. Um, we're going to try and get older Tony Joyce to tell us all about, um, all about that match last week against Kimberley Town. when I think Tan even went beyond his expectations. So, I think Tony has actually made contact, He's chatting to him, any time you like, you know, it's, no rush and we are going live to mr tony joins tony did you enjoy your romantic weekend in the on uh, in on the yorkshire coast yeah
3: we've just about recovered mate from being blown away but other than that mate yeah we
1: had a good time um i i I see the wife says all i took with me was a pair of wellies i thought well (laughs) that's okay well i'll leave it at that
3: Yes, we better just leave that
2: one
1: right there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We've been tormenting you since about 7 o'clock on this one, by the way. But,
2: uh, <laughs> so um, it needs to be romantic in the auction. The now, it takes it? him away on
1: a romantic weekend, and all he thinks about is a five-gold mauling of Kimberley, and that's what we're <laughs> going to talk about. Because I've just said, arguably, that's the best performance for a number of years.
3: Yeah, the lad was outstanding like, on the night, to be fair, and... Um, You know, the way we set about Kimberley right from the start, you could see the lads were hungry for it. And uh, pleasing for myself and Luke, obviously, who was uh, a big part of the playing staff that night, Um, all the lads, even the subs that came on, um, more than did the job on the night to uh, convincingly put Kimberley to bed.
1: Um, It would almost be wrong to pick out individuals, so I'm just going to stick with one. I I thought Steve Carty ran that show.
3: Steve Carter did a job for us on, uh, or, or should I say last Wednesday night. Uh, he dropped in at left back for us. Um, obviously, we've got a couple of uh, uh, lads injured in that position at the minute, so uh, Steve said he'd drop in and play. And yeah, you know, okay. wherever on the part with sort of Steve plays, he always does a good job. You, you
1: saw when you needed an experienced head. Um, exactly, Steve yeah. and, and Reece, um those experienced heads come out and everybody followed suit.
3: Both of them guys have been invaluable to us this season. You, they, they, you know, their performance they're putting in are uh, pretty much outstanding week in, week out. Um,
1: and, and and up front, we, we also um, I was so pleased to see Tyler Martin get on the score sheet, but again, um, it was the spend an amusing football match watching defenders try and figure out what Daryl Price is going to do next
3: well I'll be perfectly honest if you've got Tyler on the left you've got George Aspin on the right and then you've got to contain with Daryl Price and Lewis Chambers Um, I think in my A day, I'd have been a little bit worried seeing them four line up and at you and just basically running at you Um, and they gave the Kimberley defence concern all night Um, you know whichever flank it came from when the ball got up top to the two guys up top, Darren and Lewis, you know, we we just looked frightening and attacked that though. And, um, you, you know, with the two lads in midfield, um, Reese and Johnny, who had an excellent game as well, uh, coming on from midfield, every time he looked like going forward, looked like he was going to score. And uh, it was an absolutely fantastic performance off the boys.
2: Given that in the first game, Tony, the one there that got fogged off, yeah. Kimberley were. Arguably heading for victory, what was the difference between that performance and the the one on Wednesday that I've described as probably the best performance from a Newark side this season?
3: Um, I think obviously um, sort of when the fog came down, um, you know we got a chance to have a good look at him. Um, we'd only seen what Kimberley had done in the league on paper um and i think uh, their biggest threat obviously came from one of the guys in midfield um i forget the lad's name but he he, he pretty much ran the uh, show in midfield so obviously uh, going into the second fixture obviously when it was cancelled with the fog obviously we knew that we needed to kind of nullify the service that he provided um and I think, um, obviously, in that game, to be fair, the third goal went in in that game, to be fair. No one could see who actually scored it, where it had come from or anything. So, at that stage of the game, it was only 2-1. And I actually thought we was actually still in the game, um, you know, as and when that third goal went in at Kimberley. But having said that, you know, it was harsh on Kimberley for that game to be pulled. You know, we all know uh, it's not a nice feeling to be in. But, uh, you know, basically, we started 0-0 three weeks later obviously for the game to replay and obviously we set about it. and I just think uh, the prospect of obviously playing Notts County in the next round as well obviously gave the lads an edge in our changing room the changing room was buzzing before it even went out there um, and I just think to be fair we just did a homework on Kimberley really from that uh, six odd minutes we played them in the first game um, and I think that helped us um, sort of towards a win for the corresponding fixture.
1: So, credit where credit's due then, it's down to the management.
3: <laughs> well, not really, no. I, I mean, to be honest, I mean, they <laughs> guy that obviously played, uh, the, well, the guy that hurt us, to be honest, because he kind of ran the show, and we just kind of nullified him to be Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, it's, down to, it's down to you and Luke, well, seeing what went Luke, off in the first uh, match, uh, because, you know, I mean, yeah, we're I great at Luke praising himself. players here, Tony, but, you know, Take a bit of praise yourself on this one, because you and Luke have obviously sat down, worked out where the danger was, and nullified it. Well, yeah, definitely. I
3: mean, obviously, the lads have to put out the performance, you know, to help uh, do that. But, yeah, yeah. once them lads cross that white line, it, you know, it doesn't matter whatever uh, the management say... To the set guys that cross that white line because once you cross that white line you're basically out there and yes you can bellow and shout and move people about but you know it's pretty much what they do on the pitch and to be honest there wasn't one lad that came off that pitch that night that uh, didn't leave everything out there Um, you know it was just a complete um, fantastic performance by the club that night on on, and off the field Uh, because off the field obviously was well obviously with the grand graders being down there Uh, checking how we ran things on match day and uh, they left very happy as well so it was a great day on and off the field
1: Good night all round Dinnington didn't play their match at Harworth so that's another one they've got to get in so uh, I think he was quite happy with that Yeah,
3: I mean don't get me wrong I would have liked um, to have seen the result obviously Um, obviously a Harworth victory would have been absolutely brilliant for us but it does put a lot more pressure on Dillington with the game not being played um, I mean, I think there was only one fixture in our league on the day, de- anyway, on Saturday. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's another game they've got to pull in. It'll probably be another midweek fixture uh, that they've got to put in, which obviously puts a little bit more pressure on them. So,
1: so how was Yorkshire in the wind then?
3: Uh, blowy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest. But, uh, you know, we it uh, did what we needed to go down there for. We wanted to get away for a bit of chill time. And, uh, you got the so chill? Oh, we certainly did, mate. Yeah, but it didn't keep us off the beach. We've been down there on the beach, and uh, yeah, it was good. You know, took the dogs down with us, and yeah, it was a great weekend away. It, it doesn't, nice
1: it doesn't do any harm every now and again, does it, Tony? To do what you both did, ju- ju- just get away, because for nine, ten months a year, football can take over.
3: Well, that's right. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the wife's birthday was on Valentine's Day, so obviously that was part of the reason we went away. But it is nice to get away. You know, we both work hard in what we do in our livings, and. It, you know, it is nice to get away and um, just to chill out and pretty much enjoy what you want
1: to do. Yeah, hey, I see. All loved up with his wife and all loved up with his football. <laughs> it but can't it means be bad. I
3: can probably uh, finish the season off and, uh, you know, I can probably go to one or two games and probably have a beer after on the Saturday, mate. So,
1: exactly. happy days. Good stuff, Tony. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you again next Monday night because you're at home on Saturday and then, yeah. um, it's the big one. It is indeed. Yeah, okay. So 6th of February. <laughs> Good stuff. See you soon. Thanks, Tony. Bye bye. Oh, and he's why not? He should be in a good mood. He should be in a fantastic mood. But before we go to talk to Craig at Lowfields, um, gentleman passed away today in the world of football. Who, uh,
2: when you read the obituaries, was a very brave gentleman. I think the 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 word legend is 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 too overused in football. But I think if you got to uh, if you've got to stick anybody <coughs> with the uh, title of legend, then Harry Gregg was your man. Um, you know, he was in the uh, plane at Munich. <coughs> and um, while well, human nature, when uh, you've just uh, got out of a burning plane, is to uh, run like hell... Uh, Harry Gregg turned round and went back into the wreckage and uh, pulled out people as best he could, including uh, a baby and its mother. And uh, I saw a wonderful uh, This Is Your Life on Harry Gregg many, many years ago, and the mother and child were brought into the studio and introduced to uh, Harry. And... uh, it's, it's a mark of the man that while everybody in the studio, including me watching, was in floods of tears, he was solid as a rock. And what sort of character is that? I also saw an interview a few years ago when he was talking about George Best, and he panned George Best for abusing his talent and not using his talent to the best for Manchester United. And when you look at natural leaders of men, Harry Gregg could have been Pope. What a bloke. Legend.
1: Okay, let's uh, get ourselves down to Lowfields and catch up with um, Craig, another manager that um, spent Saturday afternoon not watching football, I assume. Craig, was it a family weekend? Craig, are you there? We've lost Craig, so I pressed the wrong button. (laughs) Never press that button instead of that button there, because if that happens, you lose them. I would go and get Craig if I was you, and uh, that gives me another opportunity to tell, to (laughs) to remind you all, seriously remind you all that flood warnings are now in force for Carlton on Trent, for Girton, for Collingham, for Kaythorpe, Gonelson Lane, Hoveringham, and Shelford Manor um please please be careful out there the trent is still rising as we've said before if you're on tony lane um they are advising you to go to the lorry park if um you live in mobile accommodation the area around the sugar beet factory kellham lane kellham bridge properties alongside the river trent Uh, tony lane as we've said uh Fiskton Fields, Ralston Fields, Bleasby, Gibbs Gibbsmere and Gunthorpe are all expected to be flooded. In fact the A six one seven between the cattle market roundabout and Kellham has been closed all day and is likely to be closed for for the foreseeable future. So um please, please, please be careful out there. We understand that Newark Rugby Club and Newark Cricket Club are both under an awful lot of water i think craig's ringing us now craig good evening craig are you there craig are you there craig hi mate. craig sorry we've got you. it's me pressing the wrong buttons i've no, got that much right. doing tonight with this uh, awful flooding I'm, i've got myself into a bit of a quandary anyway never mind um uh, we've got you now no match on saturday um Quite frankly, Lowfields was in no-fit condition to play a football match on, Craig.
4: No, I didn't go down myself, but, you know, Kevin, Kevin and uh, Reedy were down there and sent some photos through, and, uh, you know, like I say, it was uh, better suited to Ducks on Saturday rather than a game of football, so hopefully the weather will be kind overnight, and tomorrow and we can get on it tomorrow night.
1: Well, the good thing about Lowfields is it, do- is it has a tendency to dry out very quickly, and, OK, we've had a shower tonight but we've had a good drying day on it today, and if the get a drying day on it tomorrow, you've probably got to say it's 50-50 at the moment, but it stands a chance, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, certainly, yeah. I'll, I'll always back the pitch, even in bad weather. Like, like you say, we're, we're on most of the time when a lot of us are off, so we're, as long as it's not too, too unkind to us over the next 24 hours, hopefully uh, we'll be able to get on and uh, have a good game.
1: You've got to the quarterfinals, which is the furthest that any team at Lowfield to my knowledge, has ever got in, in the Knotts Senior Cup um, under all the guises that they've had. So um, that's the first record w- waiting in there. Suddenly this competition has got... It comes to the forefront as very serious. Yeah, you get to the last date of the competition, suddenly you've been, ping, cup final, cup final. Yeah, yeah, I
4: suppose it's like most cups really, you know. Um, it's the look at the draw at the start and uh, sometimes it can be... Uh, it can interfere with you, season, depending on how you're getting on. Um, sometimes it can be a, a welcome break from, from league action. So, but like, like you say, as you start getting to get the, into the later rounds, you uh, start seeing a big day out there for, for everybody involved at the club. Um, and, you know, and people in the, from the town get, start looking at an opportunity for a, for, a, for an evening or, or an afternoon out for a, for a big cup final. So, uh, yeah, it's obviously an opportunity for everyone to progress and try and pickle some silver there and have a have
1: a nice day out at the end of the season now you play in eastwood and eastwood are are, are top of the east midlands counties which is a division that you came out of mm-hmm. last season so the no mugs they're enjoying they're enjoying a good season themselves um they're not going to be looking forward to coming to Lowfields when they see where flow serve are in position but flow can't be complacent either
4: no absolutely not yeah like i say that they're uh, you know they're flying in their league at the moment and rightly so they're doing very well they've got some very good players and they've got a great setup there at Eastwood that they've been building, gradually building over the last three or four years since since they've had the, the 3G installed. Um, yeah, and, you know, they're going to be, up, be a step-five club next year, no doubt about it now. Um, so we could possibly be competing in the same league, depending on what happens um, towards the end of the season, season and the reshuffle with the divisions. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, we are certainly look at it as a it's an easy game tomorrow, no, no doubt. Um, you know, we, we tried to get some of their players earlier on in the season, and failed to do so. <laughs> um, it seems like, yeah, it'll be a very tough game tomorrow. Um, I think I'd rather be in Eastwood's shoes than ours. They've got everything to gain, nothing to lose. You know, obviously from the league below, we're expected to win, but that's not the case. So all the pressure is on us to uh, go out and get
1: a result. Seven forty-five at Lowfields, and then um, yeah. another massive match on Saturday.
4: Yeah, um yeah, there's two reasons why we're keen to get that game on tomorrow is so like you say the next two league games going up are uh, probably two of the toughest ones we can get. So um, having two games on the trot canceled is not ideal from by any stretch, but um, yeah, we're a real tough tough trip away on on off on, on, on the next two Saturdays. So we we can go into it off off the back of some good form. Um and everyone's fit and sharp and ready to go.
1: Well weather permitting seven forty five tomorrow night at Lowfield this is the first of the two knox cup quarterfinals that's being held in newark and i think that's probably the first time as well yeah um yeah, fantastic, yeah. and it'd be fantastic to get both teams in the semi-final yeah. but let's get flow there first there this week newark town and next week um yeah. let's just get the games on and hopefully it stays dry and flow does dry out of craig we'll talk to you next week we'll see you tomorrow night and the best of luck and let's see if we can get a semi-final spot
0: thank you mate
1: thanks craig Bye-bye. bye I think I'm, I know I'm right in the fact that Wormton Simpsons IDP New Upflow Surf have never got beyond a quarter final. Mm. I'm sh- absolutely. I can take that back to the '60s, um, and I don't think they did it before the '60s. Um, I think the last quarter final was at Arnold Towns um, when when they got beat. So this is if they progress. That that's a start. But if both Newark teams progress, that is just, well, that's Dreamworld, isn't it, really? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think we're already there. We're already in Dreamworld. We've got two Newark teams. In the last eight? In the last eight of the County Cup. Now... I mean, really, in the last <clears> six, <throat> because there's two teams that's just
1: shoved in there by default.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, if it was anybody else, say it was Eastwood Community and Eastwood Town... And you had both their teams in the, and I, and I know one followed the other. But just supposing, then the football outsider would look at that and go, wow, football in Eastwood is going some. They've got two teams in the County Cup quarterfinals. Newark has got two teams in the County Cup quarterfinals. My God. I, go, I keep going back to the conversation we had five years ago. Isn't football in Newark rubbish? Isn't cricket in Newark rubbish these days? And now, just five years on, we've got two teams in the last eight. You wow.
1: if, do you think if both Newark teams got to the final, somebody from Newark might might get onto Knots TV to do the draw? <laughs> No, I think Just a thought. I think Stapleford. But wouldn't and Carlton doing the draw? <laughs> <laughs> and Stapleford and Carlton are picking out the teams and Newark's going to play Newark. Right. Um, let's see if we can do a bit better with the phones on this one. Mr. Rob Wardman, please, Tony. Oh, okay. If, if you if you can try not to make a mess of it this time.
2: <laughs> you press the right button. I'll You're press
1: the right buttons. You are listening to uh, Radio Notes, but what else could you be listening to with the chaos that's going off around you on FMDAB. online around the world with our friends at smith's timber and now of course on instagram don't forget to go on there and give us a like like 168 of you already have done not that i'm counting or not that i'm looking every five minutes i'm not like that um please go on there give us a like and look at some of the photos that we put on there from sport and railways in and around Newark because that's what we do best. We tell you what's happening in Newark. Still to come on this show. Rob Wardman talks rugby and Paul Halfpenny talks on another very good weekend for the hockey club with both the men and the ladies' ones recording victories. So he'll be in a good mood. I'm not sure that Rob Wardman will be in such a good mood at the moment, um but now's the time to find out. Good evening, Mr Wardman. Evening folks, evening Meg um rob let's start I'm, 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 I'm looking on the bright side yes yes i'm assuming that uh, Callum road is once again underwater.
5: I, i'm told I, I um i didn't make it down the club at the weekend i've got to confess but i'm told today reliably informed that yes we are uh under some water yes uh obviously the road's closed between Callum and the the, the roundabout of the town so uh we are out of action. Training has been moved tomorrow night to the um, sports centre. So we're waiting to see what happens um, in the week. We have got some some decisions to make. Probably tomorrow night on um, games for the weekend. I think, I think we can look. you know, The, the flooding is so bad this time. Um, we'll have to make some decisions tomorrow night. Yes. You know, obviously, last weekend um, the first team was postponed. We were we were looking to have a trip to Long Eaton but that game was postponed Friday night. Uh, Most league games across the Midlands uh, were postponed. The league gave the travelling teams the option because of the um, Storm Dennis factor and and the um, sheer scale of of what was coming in. Uh, The option to to postpone and most clubs opted not to travel. We did play some rugby Saturday. Our seconds won. They played on the um, pitch number five. The one nearest the castle, as the the players call it, and and, um, so Stephen came along with um, ten or eleven players. We made a team up, so the seconds got out there in the wind and rain of 2 o'clock and there's a marvellous match report on, on the website from David Godfrey who's quickly becoming the bard of the club <laughs> he's a lovely, lovely match report on www.newartruggy.com and we won 17-7 and even the first team Reese Overland he was among the scorers. he definitely sneaked on I don't know how he did that because he was due to play at Long Eaton but he's obviously got a very very powerful connection in the second team and they reached <laughs> him in onto the wing I think he was playing the wing and there was one for the veteran prop Alex Jackson I think he was playing prop and one one. For for Will uh, Young, Will Baxendale. So that's all I know, really. The thirds also played. They went up to the Magnus Boston. Boston travelled in a bus. This is the bizarre nature of last weekend. While the the league officials, God bless them, uh, gave the first teams the option of, of travelling if they of postponing if they didn't want to travel because of the um, Storm Dennis forecast. Boston got in a bus about 11 o'clock. They dropped one team in Newark because they were playing at the Magnus. So I don't know what they did for half an hour or so. They probably went to the local pub. And um, they dropped them off at the uh, mag- near the Magnus to play our third team. And then the other lot in the bus, they went off to Mead and Vale, which is the other side of Mansfield, and beat Mead and Vale 17-0. So Boston, I think, they get, they get the, the gold star for... Uh, the, the weekend travellers.
1: They've got it, do haven't they? The,
5: and I'm just looking at the results. There's one marvellous league: Midlands, Four East, North. There was only two games, three games postponed in the whole of the league. And we, when well, we, we had not only Boston travelling to Midland Vale, Liverpool, and Mansfield. We had Amber Valley coming across. Amber Valley what uh, near oh, Chesterfield Way. They went to North Highcombe and and 135-10. Highcombe Sleaford went to Ollerton and, and whooped Ollerton 57.5, and then good old WorkSop went across to Skegness, um, and <laughs> it was 33-0. <laughs> and I know my friends in Market Raisin were, uh, well, they were ta- tearing up their carrots because uh, not, not casual refused to travel, and I think there was some very, 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 very sharp words exchanged <laughs> in those two clubs. I, I, I got in, I got once a uh, uh, copied into an email conversation and I, I got out of it by saying this is a Horlick, so I'm, I'm stepping out of it.
2: Tearing up their carrots.
5: Well, that's, you know, <laughs>
1: it gives you a flavor of the day, doesn't it? You are listening to Radio Newark (laughs) Sport and the speech of the year so far by Mr Rob Wildman. (laughs) This is brilliant.
5: Um, There you go, that's the rugby that we get. And I'm I'm told by an intrepid person who went down to the club yesterday, namely the president, he drove down, he got there too late to watch any rugby, but I think he got there for a lunchtime uh, drink. Uh, some Some of the Mini and Youth gang also trained yesterday. and looking at the scores... I think our under-15s went across to Leicester Forest and won 36-14, but not that confirmed. So there you go. So we did get some rugby in before the, um, the water came along this morning.
1: Talking of water, Rob, yes. um, they, they tell me that the, the super-duper new RFU 4G uh, derby is also underwater for the second time this season.
5: Well informed, haven't you? Somebody's feeding you
1: this. Yes, <laughs> and I'm also informed that it's completely ruined because it, it's it's rippled up as well, and, and they're going to have to relay it completely. I, I
5: think you're trying to wind me up, on No, I'm just telling you what. Um, no, 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 I think people realise that I, I've been making quite. Um, It's a whole, again, it's a Horlicks.
1: Well, I can't understand, Robin. I I don't know what... what, uh, This is my sort of man at work. There
5: are a few, God bless them, as I said twice now. Um, Derby's on a floodplain. um, Probably not as a frequent floodplain, to be fair to Derby, as Killam Road is. Obviously, we're in the Newark floodplain, and we get flooded, and we've built our clubhouse on... You know, on bricks and that it's touch wood. It'd be fine. I mean, we'll be back in the clubhouse at the weekend, and it'd be fine. it's never got in. The water's never got in the clubhouse, even the old clubhouse. You know, the people who built the clubhouse in the um, early nineteen sixties, Brian Fisher and Colonel Sam Derry and all that gang who put their hearts and minds into it. They, you know, they put the clubhouse on stilts, stilts, and the water's never got in the clubhouse. So touch wood tonight. Um, we're not having a flood of that extent. It got very close, I think, in the 70s. Um, I, I wasn't at the, the club by then. but So um, the Derby issue is that every county in the country, about when the RFE were flush with money about four or five years ago, every county body in the country got the right to have a 4G pitch. And Knott's Links Derby is our county body in this area, and they chose to put it at Derby. And it was a... a a decision of contention in the local rugby, um, not because of the floodplain at that time. Because you know, w- w- why did Derby get it? It was one. It was you know, it was one pitch for the whole area, and perhaps. Was, but the RFU had trouble placing the pitch for whatever reason, and then you get into the politics and the the financing of it. And Derby, a fair place, so they came along and. Uh, got the pitch up and running and it started, it was opened. it was laid about oh, 15 months ago maybe 18 months ago i forget and obviously last november it was flooded and uh, it was severely damaged in november i think it's been flooded twice this may well be the third time uh this year and obviously there are a few and now i don't think that started the i don't know um the work to relay it but uh, they're underwater again tonight or haslam's you know haslam's and uh it's, it's, you've got to question why... It does
1: make a mockery of the decision. Actually
5: yeah actually put the p- put pitch in the first place. But it's local rugby politics. People made the t- decision in good faith. I'm not criticising it. I wasn't involved. It's easy in hindsight to uh, sit on your bar stool and,
2: um, <laughs> you know, pronounce. Rob, you came on, when I was doing my secretarial work, and you said to me, I've got nothing to say, though. Once again, you've been the highlight of the night. Thank you.
1: I've got nothing to say. <laughs> He's got nothing to say. Rob, I've got an old sheet here that um, <laughs> we haven't got time because I, I, I need you to, I need to listen to let it sink into what you've got to tell me. But w- I, I, I will set a date and get you back into this studio because the RFU is facing a massive backlash from the championship clubs after announcing it will cut its funding by fifty percent, with Premiership rugby ending its contributions altogether in 2021 um we are going hell for leather to an elite group of 12 rugby clubs and the rest of them will just get on with it
5: right <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's subject. is nothing more than what we've been talking about. I think the kids yeah. and I persuaded me to come in the studio, and we've talked about the politics of rugby you know, during the professional age, and um, it, uh, you know, so it's, it's a huge subject. And I was at Nottingham on Friday night watching Nottingham play, and, and they're some good rugby against Hartbury, but you know, the, the crowd that night on Friday at, at um, Lady Bay, opposite the Forest Ground, was about. I think they declared it eight six five nine hundred people. You take away the freebies out of that, and you know the p- player f- players tickets and um, you know how many paying customers did they get. So that, the, this question and what we're debating now is it's been around the game um, certainly since you know two thousand, um, and it's it's why some of us are, you know have been made very weary about it. You know we've been in the thick of it. Some of us. For that, for that time, uh, in, in wearing one hat or the other, and it's been the same arguments, and, and we having this, and it's all come to fruition, a bit like a flood. It, it's come to a fruition in, in the last month, we, obviously with the Saracens decision to, uh, you know, that that um, uh, cartel you know, the Premiership decision to relegate Saracens, and, and now this decision to strip the uh, the championship championship clubs of you know, half their funding. It's a big, big subjects, and we've been in the game. It, it, the debate doesn't often bubble into the, into the press because it's, it's um, you know, we, the people who talked about it, we, we, we were dubbed the old farts, you know, go away, and you know, we knew nothing about it, and we, 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 were, sh- we, we were shunted out. We, you know, we didn't want to concentrate on the rugby and what was happening. We were, point- so when we were pointing out the, the failings of the sport you know, 20 years ago and, and, the, and the failings of the sport to um, administer itself.
1: We're going to have a good look at cricket, football, and rugby it's once no the you know, season is finished. Rugby's
5: no different. To, to look at cricket and the, you
1: know, the, the launch yeah. of the, um, uh, of, you know, the um, Trent Rockets
5: this, this summer. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the cricket people must be tearing their hair out as well. There
1: they are. We've got a cricket person coming in on Wednesday night. Dave Bracegirdle's our well, guest sure, on Wednesday like night. And uh, he's going to get those he's questions he's thrown, thrown at him. Commentator,
5: and, uh, yes. He, he would, I don't know what he, what he would say about the Trent Rockets and where he stood on that one.
1: Oh, no, well, we'll find out come Wednesday. Rob, thank you so much. Anyway, Hopefully I'll be, see you on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, but it's
5: to be to at home to Loughborough, but please watch out on the yeah. website. Hopefully by tomorrow or Wednesday morning, we should have an announcement to say what we're doing Wednesday, on Saturday. We hope to get some games on, and uh, people at this moment, very moment in time are burrowing, burrowing away and making one or two calls to try and get games on. So <laughs> if people watch out on the website... Um, Certainly by Wednesday morning, I
1: would hope to have, we'd hope to have some kind of announcement. What we're doing, lovely Rob, thank you so much. Okay, take care. F- Thanks Rob, bye bye. Football and rugby disposed of, which means it's hockey time. And uh, Mr. Paul Halfpenny, of course. Paul, good evening. Good evening, mate. Um, and I think you must be in a cracking mood. Um. Okay. Well, three points for the ladies. Um, And out of the relegation zone, three points for the men away from home in a game where you just were just thinking that could be hard work. So, two victories. I'm going to sit back while you tell us all about them.
0: Right, well, let's start with the ladies and a daisy vote for the captain, who actually punched the score incorrectly on Fixtures Live. We lost...
1: 3-0. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that build-up. All the hard work to build that up. Well, I, w- I was thinking
0: to myself, why am I in such a good mood? I coach the women, not the men. He said you won 3-0. I know. It, w- it looked so good when I got home and looked at it. I thought, <laughs> that will
1: change for <laughs> Who's the captain? <laughs> I
0: bet not say on name, come on. Name, name and names. shame.
1: Name and shame. <laughs> Megan?
0: No, not Megan. Not uh, Megan? No. It, it
1: could be Rachel. Ah, right. <laughs> as, as long as it's not the the, the, the binnable No, 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 it's not the unsin binnable. OK, so you lost 3-0 at Belper and you're still in the relegation zone.
0: Well, sadly, we are and results didn't go oh, our way. No, tell you uh,
1: what, and I've been all excited about that all weekend.
0: I am so sorry. <laughs> yes, it was... You uh, can't get the
1: staff, Paul...
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was it was one of those games I suppose like many others this weekend where um, it, it was it was a scrappy game the weather didn't help um, 3-0 flattered belper felt very very down quite, uh, at half time we we battled well and they scored a very sloppy goal to go in 1-0 up um, but we we pushed and we tried hard we created a lot of chances couldn't convert, and uh, Belper managed to convert another couple of, well, sloppy goals, I suppose you can call them. But very scrappy. Not, not, not a spectacular, not uh, one we can put down as a one that we wish we'd recorded and play it back. But, um, yeah, it's disappointing to lose. And uh, looking at it, though, we've got Loughborough Students 4s next week away, who are a mere three points above us, that's all. And they only managed to beat Northampton Saints two 0 at uh, at Saints. So, you know, whereas we beat them four one, absolutely battered them second half. So, fingers crossed, we've got a decent team out next week. So, hopefully, we can travel over to Loughborough on uh, Saturday and, and hopefully, hopefully get some points and make you a happy bunny on
1: uh, <laughs> next Monday. You see, you've had you've had two days to get over it. I've I've just that's it. I've been deflated. <laughs>
0: Oh dear! Oh dear! Are, are
1: you flat out on the floor as we speak? It's <laughs> sho- shocking. You see, Mister Smith's laughing, but oh, you know, it's, oh, I'm devastated now because I've we do a thing on Thursday night as as well for the team of the week, and I've already penciled new ladies in. <laughs> well, if it's penciled,
0: it's all right. Because
1: <laughs> can use the so I'm, I'm having a new award now for the Daisy of the Week. <laughs> 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 oh
0: dear! So you can tell that she's. Move on the men, shall we? She's
1: won the Daisy of the Week. Go on, <laughs> tell me about. I mean, do I take it the men actually won four three?
0: I think so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, unless this has got it wrong as well. Yeah. <sighs> it was, uh, like I said last week, it was a tough tie. Where South Not South Knots have uh, have come back into it. They've got players back who who left them years ago, and and running three teams again. And they're going well. Going, going very, very well. Um, they're fifth into table. Um, not that far behind fourth. Um, so I knew it was going to be tough. But Newark overcame them. It, was, it must have been a squeaky bum type game because it was 4-3 to, uh, to Newark. But again, it's three points. They remain four points, five points, sorry, above Beeston. Uh, Beeston aren't dropping any points. So it's, it's going to be tough right to the end of the season. Six games to play but I you know, might just do it. They have, might just have they it got to it. play
1: each other still?
0: Uh, no, they don't. Um, but Newark have already played Loughborough students who are sat pretty at the top of yeah. the league. They're the Liverpool of this, t- of this league. Um, Beeston still have to play them. Um, Beeston have a tough tie against North Knotts on Saturday as well. They're, a, they're Sorry, they're at home to North Knotts on Saturday. Um, and North Knotts have been going well as well, so Maybe they could do us a favour. They don't do as many favours, but maybe they could do us a favour and new a car at home to Mansfield, my old team.
1: <laughs> well, uh, any, any other hockey apart from the two, the oh two gosh. ones? Oh gosh!
0: Any hockey? I, have you not been reading the results?
1: Yeah, but I don't take any notice of them. <laughs> that,
0: that's favour What well, you didn't do? You got it wrong. Yeah, true. <laughs> no, I
1: got it right. I read what it said.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: oh dear! They even put a green arrow for you on the league table.
0: <laughs> hey Mansfield's second team with half penny got their first three points we beat Mansfield 3-2 <laughs> <three-two. laughs>
1: You see you are in a good mood
0: Oh yes <laughs> Always good to beat Mansfield <laughs> And of, of course the, the men's threes they still march on to promotion position won again beat uh, Buxton 4-0 quite easy game um, and remain Eight points above third team and nine points above fourth. They've got a game in hand, but uh, I think think the third team will see out the season and get promoted, so that's all good. But quick shout-out to the ladies, please. Um, We had the uh, Swiss family Sheldon playing for us. Uh, Mother, (laughs) mummy Sheldon, three daughters, and they managed to win 6-0, I think it was, or 6-1, so I I think it was 6-0, actually. So a great win for uh, for the
1: Sheldon family I knew it. Yeah, for Team Sheldon. <laughs> Team Sheldon. Team Sheldon. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, you see, it, it takes more than a storm to, to stop the hockey, doesn't it?
0: It does, yes, yes. And and, and there's a guy who's the, uh, the the Belper sort of manager. He's an old guy, a lovely old guy. Always brings a drink for the umpires and a Mars bar and he <laughs> likes to get his trophy at the end of the season. Guess what his name is? <laughs>
1: Come on. Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> 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 it would have to be, wouldn't it? <laughs>
0: oh, yeah.
1: The world is full of Dennis. The you? world is full of Dennis's. Oh, dear. Well, let's hope for a, a slightly better weekend this coming weekend. And, uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, it was good for the men. Yes, for it was. It, it can't be better. It, um, perfect. Perfect for the men. And, and until 20 to 8, 20, quarter to 8, quarter to 8 tonight, it was perfect for the women in my world.
0: I'll um I'll message you the results. Darling. Yes,
1: just message you the results <laughs> and tell <laughs> her that Radio Note made a complete pig's ear of it, thanks to her. And she and she's won our Daisy of the Week award. Well she'll be pleased about that. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Paul. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Well, I have to deflate somebody after after them up
2: something I'll rewrite the headlines, it's a bit late. I, I would have thought working with a former journalist you won't believe everything you read. <laughs> But yeah, oh, that was a great result. That was
1: <laughs> <laughs> even the league tables had been amended and showed New York had gone a, gone one place up.
2: <laughs> but no, it's 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 uh, no, I,
1: said, I, should, I should know better, really, a, shouldn't I?
2: Oh, look here! So,
1: Mr. Wildman's carrots, me not being able to press a
2: button, well, he, he, he did press a button, it was just the wrong one twice. <laughs> Oh dear <laughs> but uh, to back. there you have another
1: weekend of Radio Newark Sport. Um we're not here tomorrow night for the simple reason it is a knots Cup quarterfinal, of which Mr. Smith's not going to be there, and I'm taking the opportunity to stop at work a little bit longer. Um hopefully the match will be on lookout for our website and more to the point the flow serve website and Twitter feed and they'll keep you updated to if the match is going to be played or not. Wednesday night we are back with a very special show. Um and a very special guest, of course, Mr David Bracegirdle is coming in now. Um, I've known him a very short period of a few weeks by when I've met him at, at Lowfield three or four times, coming to watch Flow Serve play football. But it's a name I think everybody in sport in this area knows because he's got the dream job. Well, probably not last season, but he's there sitting in a tent in the sunshine commentating on Notts County Cricket for Radio Nottingham all through the summer, home and
2: away. Tony, it's a job that you would love. It's, it's a job that I did. Uh, but I, I spent a heck of a lot of time in my advertiser years at Trent Bridge and uh, in, indeed took in a couple of uh, away games as well and, and got to know the lads very well on the circuit. And um, I went down to uh, Brighton. Uh, after my heart attack, uh, my family went away to uh, Mallorca and I wasn't allowed to uh, fly. They went on holiday to Mallorca and sent you to Brighton? Yeah, well, basically, they didn't send me there. Was it a one-way ticket? Lucy booked us all a week off work and and they pushed off to Mallorca and I wasn't allowed to fly because you've got to wait wait 12 months after a heart attack before you can fly. And I thought, well, I'm just going to be sat at home missing them Tremendously. Stop creeping. No, no, no. But, but, like, she doesn't listen. Obviously, she has better things to do. And, um, but basically, uh, I thought, well, I'm not wasting my time here. Sharon doesn't listen either. <laughs> it just shows we've married very discerning women when it comes to sport, <laughs> just not men. And basically, um, I thought, right, wherever knots are, I'll go have four days there for the county championship game. That'll that'll that'll, that'll take my mind off missing them for a week. And, and and you know if they're at home, I'll go get a guest house in West Bridgeford But uh, as it was, um, they were playing against Sussex away, so I went down and spent uh, four wonderful days in Hove. And because I spent a lot of time at Trent Bridge, you know, mingled with the players and the um, coaching staff, and and got to know—I mean, like sort of got to renew acquaintances with all the guys in the press box. It was, it was a wonderful, wonderful four days. And that's what Mr Bracegirdle does all, all through summer. So I'm,
1: I'm we're hoping I'm going to he's going to come back in because we ne- we need Bracegirdle on um football and Bracegirdle on tennis still to come because there is other two two passions. But we're sticking with cricket on on, on Wednesday night because I want to hear from somebody who's on the county scene.
2: Is there a future for county cricket? Because we really don't think there is in this but, studio. But, but he's I'm not there. looking forward to it too much because I made my debut for RHP in the Newark Alliance 3rd Division uh, RHP Cricket Club at the age of 35 and because they didn't know very much about me they said, do you bowl? I went, no. So they used to, but my radar's gone. So they assumed I was a batsman. So they had me opening the batting and uh, the the opening bowler for our visitors, South Muscombe Little Carlton, was Dave Bracegirdle. And did he get you? He promptly got me, obviously because yes. I can't bat. My new hero is so, Dave Bracegirdle. Know, it's, it's, it's,
1: uh, on Wednesday, I'll be washing my ass. Yeah, <laughs> the man that got Tony Smith out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there are many of them. <laughs> there was many of them, true.
1: Right, <laughs> um, for seven years. Tomorrow night, uh, no shows. We said Wednesday night, Dave Bracegirdle. Thursday night, all the fun and the games. It is the Thursday football show. <laughs> AD Crampton's coming up next on FM Andy. Channing is on DAB but for the final time tonight please 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 be careful if you live in the areas of Carlton-on-Trent, Girton, Collingham, Main Street and Caythorpe Road near Moorfield Farm in Caythorpe, Boat Lane, Gonelston Lane and Main Street in Hoveringham and Shelford Manor. Flood warnings are now in force for all those areas. Chatham Road is shut between um, the cattle market roundabout and Chatham itself and is likely to be for the foreseeable future. The diversion is, of course, on the Otherton Road. The residents of Tony Lane have been advised, if they're, they're in a mobile unit, to go to the um, cattle market. Please be careful out there. We'll see you all on Wednesday.
3: Bye-bye.